When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So we beat up the airlines, you know, from time to time on this show. So when they do something good, you know, I wanted to pay them their respects. And I see a story from last week that talked about how veterans deboarded a plane to show solidarity with one of their other veterans because the oxygen tank he was on prevented him from flying. Now, they were flying American Airlines, and apparently the veteran that was on the oxygen tank, his battery was running out, and it couldn't recharge on the plane, so they wouldn't let him fly on the plane. And 60 other members said, well, if he's not flying, we're not flying, and they all walked off. Now, uh, in my heart, I'm thinking, you bastard airlines for kicking this guy off. But really, it was... Uh, you know, it was for his safety and the airplane safety. And they helped all of these veterans. They chartered another plane. They got them, uh, they got them back home to Oklahoma with, they were on a trip to Washington DC as part of the Oklahoma veterans freedom tour, Northeast Oklahoma veterans freedom tour as they went to Washington DC and visited the memorials and the monuments and it was never leave a soldier behind. So that's really cool. And they all got off and they stayed at the airport for a bunch of, for, I don't know, for a bunch of hours. (laughs) You can quote me on that. They stayed at the airport for a bunch of hours and eventually American airlines delivered extra batteries for the oxygen tank that were flown in from Virginia. And then they chartered that flight and got them back to Oklahoma. And there were people at the airport to greet them and they were, you know, they got it done for them. So I wanted to thank American airlines for taking care of that. But when you read on into the story, it was the airline's fault that the battery was dead to begin with because they had to wait at Charlotte Airport. There was a huge delay. If there hadn't been a delay, they wouldn't have had any of these other problems. So, you know, while I say thank you to American Airlines for, you know, coming through in the end, you really kind of had to, didn't you? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So what is going on? I'm still upset over having to throw my Jif peanut butter away. And I almost didn't, but I eventually gave in and threw it away like I was advised to do. But now I see where we have a hepatitis A outbreak potentially linked to tainted organic strawberries. Okay, so what are you eating organic strawberries for? I thought they all were organic, but... Okay, uh, you know, you got me. We'll say we'll say just the organic strawberries that have sickened 17 people in the United States and 10 in Canada. 15 illnesses were reported in California and one each in Minnesota and North Dakota. 12 of the sick people were hospitalized. <laughs> Uh, The produce was distributed nationwide, sold under the brand name Fresh Campo or HEB. 
between March 5th and April 25th. People who purchased the fresh strawberries and then froze those strawberries for later consumption should not eat them. They should be thrown away. Oh, okay. There's also cases being uh, investigated in Canada as well. So we've got an issue with organic strawberries. We also now have an issue with, we believe, the first case of monkeypox from human to, I'm sorry, I was going to say human to human, but it's really person to person contact. I mean, I'm guessing that the person, one of the persons of person to person is human. So it could be human to human or person to person. Uh, four more monkeypox cases have been detected in the U.S. And I think more than that, actually. I think we're looking at uh, 250 cases across 23 countries, 12 U.S. cases. So it's unlikely that it's an epidemic the virus poses moderate risk to public health. So quit your whining. I mean, sure, the CDC has upped the alert level uh, from level one to level two. Uh, it's just, they want you to practice enhanced precautions. That's all. I mean, level one is just a watch level. So we just upped it a level. That's all. We're not even at three yet. So quit your whining, okay? And this is, look, it's a number two level <laughs> alert, all right? So all that means is that you should, you should avoid close contact with sick people, including those with skin lesions or genital lesions. So that's it. That's all. You, do you normally not avoid people with skin lesions and gentle, genital lesions? I do. I, I'm going to go out. I know I'm a weirdo and a freak. I got it, but I do normally try to avoid other humans or people with skin lesions or genital lesions. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. And in a completely unrelated story, uh, it looks like now New York City, there's uh, an increasingly uh, a huge run of rats. Yeah, I know the numbers are going up. <laughs> uh, the city is drowning in rat complaints. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, there's a whole huge problem with rats in New York city. And I don't think that's the only city that's having a rat problem. So we need to find a way to end the lives of these rats. And I don't care how I do not care how now apparently there's some sort of rat trap distribution solution that they have it's a file cabinet sized contraption that lures rodents in with oreos and sunflower seeds before plunging them to their liquid grave okay let's set those up all over the city and then let's hire some of the people who are jobless to go ahead and take care of those rat traps like, I don't know, daily. And let's go ahead and get rid of them and keep track. Up, oh, this one was full. Let's put out another one. Nope, there were no rats in this one today. I'll check it tomorrow. 
<laughs> but I'm sure it has nothing to do with any of these recalls and food poisonings and monkey poxes. It's just completely unrelated. I'm positive of that. And I need to apologize for being... <laughs> I need to apologize. I think I'm a bad person. All right. And you can say to yourself, no, we know you are, Jeff. Well, okay. But I just want to say I'm sorry because, again, I see a headline over the weekend and then it's like, okay, I'm sorry. All right. So the headline over the weekend is children among 31 killed at a church fair stampede. And I think, oh my gosh, that's terrible. And so I open up the story and then it's in Nigeria. So I think so. And I move on. And I felt so bad about it. <laughs> I felt so bad about it. So I want to apologize. I know it's horrific. Okay. I know it's horrific. I got it. All right. It was a church charity in Southern Nigeria. 31 people dead, seven injured. It was horrible. So one of the witnesses said the dead included a pregnant woman and many children. The program, I guess, was they were giving out free stuff and it was a shop for free charity program. And then there was a big rush. So it's terrible thing, a horrible thing that happened. But the uh, Nigeria's National Emergency Management Agency said first responders were able to evacuate the bodies of those trampled to death and bring them to the morgue, which is, you know, wonderful. That's a good quote from the from Godwin Tepecor, Nigeria's National Emergency Management Agency. But I just felt bad, you know, for the last few days because the original thing was, oh my gosh, what the heck? 31 people killed at a church fair stampede. And then when I, you know, clicked on the link, it said it happened in Nigeria. So I moved on. I have since gone back and looked at the story, but originally I didn't care. So... I'm sorry. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <sighs> for those of you that have listened to the show for a while, know that normally when I need something cold to drink, it's Coca-Cola Zero. And uh, it's, I know that I've stopped saying that because, you know, they're not a sponsor of the program. And I'm a little disappointed in that. I see where the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, you know, Pepsi usually puts that on. They just pulled the plug on that. Incredible. Uh, I guess they're still going to be associated with the NFL and still be, you know, the official soda of the NFL, which is a little disheartening, but to me as a Coca-Cola Zero fan. However, uh, I like Pepsi and I used to drink it, uh, you know, from time to time. I'm not opposed to a Pepsi, <laughs> not opposed to a Diet Pepsi from time to time, but uh, they pulled the, they're not going to sponsor the halftime show anymore. That is incredible. That's a lot of money. That's a big deal. That's a lot of eyes. So we'll see who's going to be the sponsor. I'm sure they've got people rode up outside uh, the NFL headquarters saying, me, 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 me. We want a sponsor. We want a sponsor. We've got $800 billion to advertise in the NFL halftime show. 
please, please, please let us be. Because before it was uh, before it was Pepsi, it was uh, the tire company, right? Yeah, Bridgestone. Bridgestone, uh, they were a big sponsor of the halftime show, and that's where you had uh, back, uh, let's see, then Pepsi came in, what, in 2014, 15, something like that. So we'll see. I guess uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem, and company, were, that was the, that was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back. Some could make that argument. I mean, the numbers were still pretty good. Uh, the weekend was really the low point. Uh, the weekend that was down in Tampa, right? Uh, yeah. In 2021, they had 96.7 million viewers and Katy Perry was the big one. 120.7 million. Yeah. She was, that was an awesome show. And then, uh, Dre and Eminem and the gang, uh, they all, they bumped it back up to 103.4, 103.4. <laughs> the weekend. No, the weekend is not 103.4. The weekend was 96.7. <laughs> so there's still, you know, there's still big time advertisers in the NFL, but they actually are, they're going to be moving on. Now, they didn't say how much, uh, how much they're spending on the NFL or how long the deal is, but they did say, uh, as entertainment evolves and the way people consume music uh, that changes and Pepsi is intent on showing up and showing out. Oh, okay. The choice of a new generation, uh, that can be found on YouTube and TikTok and other platforms where they're already consuming content year round. So the numbers are still huge for the NFL. They just, uh, Pepsi wants to uh, do something more on social media outside of just the halftime show on the NFL. Uh, you know. I guess that makes sense. I don't know who's going to take it over. You know, who who could it be? Beyond Meat? <laughs> I don't think they have the money to put on the Beyond Meat halftime show. <laughs> but, you know, it'd be, look for it. Because it could happen for sure. So I didn't go see Top Gun Maverick. Uh, this weekend. Maybe you did. I hope you enjoyed it. I know uh, it made an estimated $156 million during the long Memorial Day weekend. So they're saying that uh, 55% of the ticket buyers were over the age of 35. And that's a huge, a huge number for the theaters. They are going to say that uh, long COVID nightmare is over. Everybody's going to go back to the theaters. I don't think that's going to happen. Sorry. But, you know, what do I know? What do I know? And I know they all love the little Tom Cruise stories, how he promoted over there at Cannes, that he claims to see every single movie that he makes in disguise. He likes to see it at the theater, and nobody knows who he is. He just wants to experience it like an everyday Joe. (laughs) Ah, so special, isn't it? It is. I mean, we've got other entertainment at home. I mean, I watched Hacks. I finished off Hack. Well, I'm not finished off. The season isn't over yet. I watched what they've already uploaded to HBO Max. And I think the first six episodes are up now. Uh, really funny. Really, really well done. I, I enjoy the heck out of Hacks. Man, I'm telling you, if you haven't watched it on HBO Max, you need to watch it. It's really, really funny. Gene Smart, Hannah and Binder, the characters, uh, the characters that, uh, in the show are really well done 
and uh, well, well worth the watch. Really funny. Um, I, I just, I, I love it. Why don't you marry it? Yeah, no, I, I think I will. But it's really, really funny. And then I finished off Flight Attendant season two on HBO Max. Finally, I like the way that shot though. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, I enjoy what they're trying to do with it. I don't know that I enjoy everything about it, but I like the idea and what they do with it. And, uh, and I didn't realize that, uh, the second season, you know, that's with Kaylee Cuco or Cuco or Cucho or whatever her name is. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about her and the other characters in it are really cool. But I didn't realize that what's her face. You know, what's her face plays her mom, Sharon Stone plays, uh, her mom in the show, which is, uh, which is interesting, interesting, an interesting choice. And then I finished off Bosch legacy, which if you haven't caught Bosch, Bosch on Amazon prime, this one is on the freebie, which AMS or Amazon bought. It used to be IMDB TV and it's with limited commercial interruptions. I watched Bosch Legacy. I was really kind of disappointed, uh, especially in the ending. I mean, I don't, I'm not giving any spoilers, although I'd be happy to. Uh, I, and I love the character Bosch, and I love the uh, the seasons on Amazon Prime. I you know they they ended it. I guess they ended it the way they did because they already knew that season two had been re-upped. So they left you hanging, which is very disappointing to me. I, you know, I like things wrapped up. Like I watched uh, the other ep- the other show on uh, Freebie is uh, Trapo. It's uh, in a, based in Australia, and it's you know it's the kind of guy that I love, the struggling uh, detective that's kicked out of being a cop, and then he's there's another character that partners up with him, and they want to be you know they're looking into several cases, and by the end it wraps up into a nice little bow. That's what I like. Let's wrap up the old eight to ten episodes in a nice little bow, and then move on because then if we re up for a second season, we can start right where we left off, and if it isn't re up. We're wrapped up into a nice little bow. (laughs) And then we find out the Better Call Saul. I thought we'd have to wait a lot longer for the last half of the final season. So we don't. July 11th, the uh, last half of the final season is kicking up again. Well, the first half was tremendous, really good on the final season of Better Call Saul. So if you have time to catch up, you have time to catch up, okay? Uh, one of the other thing, one of the things that I like about Hacks is that it is woke and not woke all in one. Uh, really good, uh, really, really well, well done. Uh, it's a really well written show, and uh, so you know, it's just my my review of Hacks on HBO Max with Gene Smart. And we're waiting to find out when the final episodes of The Walking Dead begin to air, probably in October. But we've got eight episodes left of The Walking Dead, the actual Walking Dead, the mothership show, before it goes away. I mean, we still have, uh, you know, Fear the Walking Dead, and there's other dead shows wrapped around. And, you know, myself, Jason Buttrell, and my son Maximus do shows every week. Um, uh, you know, Fear the Walking Dead and with whatever shows, you know, it's a whole Walking Dead universe. But uh, the real mothership show, The Walking Dead, comes to an end this year. Very sad. And uh, we don't know when it's going to, when that final eight episodes are going to air. But it's coming up soon. The clock is ticking. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I like knowing exactly where my meat comes from. And with Moink, that place is from small family farms all across the country. You can help save the family farm and get access to the highest quality meat on earth when you join the Moink movement today. Moink, that's moo plus oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pasteurized pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Salmon, I mean, all of it is just awesome moink farmers farm like your grandparents did and as a result moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better the moink difference is a difference you can taste and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent as well you choose the meat delivered in every box like ribeyes to chicken breast to pork chops to salmon fillets and my favorite much more. Plus, you can cancel at any time. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. And I agree. When you hear and smell that bacon, oh my gosh. I mean, it just sounds like it's going to be good. And it is. It is incredible. Oh. Ring doorbell founder Jamie Simonoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Plus, they guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. They guarantee that. <laughs> I love it when that Moink box gets delivered to the house. It's so much fun just opening it up and knowing that when I pull out the ribeyes and the chicken breasts and the bacon... Oh, there's going to be some good eating happening at the Fisher household. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now. And listeners to this show, get free filet mignon in every order for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste, but it's for a limited time. So go to moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Jeffy. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. So for those of you that follow me on uh, at Jeffy JFR on Twitter and Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and Instagram, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You can also email the show at any time, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat. Uh, with Jeff Fisher on YouTube as well. I saw a couple of posts uh, this morning, back-to-back posts, by the way, that uh, got me thinking a little bit. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's true. The first one was you cannot raise your children the way your parents raised you because your parents raised you for a world that no longer exists. And I thought, well, that's kind of true. And then the next post talked about moms now and moms then. And so moms then 
Say that again and I'll wash your mouth out with soap. Moms now. That word is inappropriate. Moms then. You'll eat what I make whether you like it or not. There are starving children in the world. Moms now. Good job trying one bite of the dinner. Now you can have mac and cheese. Moms then. You better stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. (laughs) Moms now. I can see you're upset. Take a deep breath and use your words. (laughs) Moms then. You want to go out? Take your bike. Be home before dark. Moms now. You can't walk around the block by yourself. I'll drive you. Text me when you need a ride back. Moms then. Take a brown bag with a bologna sandwich and Wonder Bread. Grab a Twinkie and a Hawaiian Punch, too. Moms, now. I packed your bento box with almond butter on whole grain, kale chips, and an organic smoothie. (laughs) That's so true. So, you know, when I read you cannot raise your children the way your parents raised you because your parents raised you in a world that no longer exists, yeah, it's kind of true. But I don't know that Either way, I think we're somewhere in the middle is the best way. And of course, raising your children as however you raise them is the best way you raise them. You can quote me on that. However you raise them is the best way you raise them. I'm not even sure that makes sense. So as I'm scrolling through the internet to this past weekend, I see Tyler Perry's new house. Uh, you want to talk about houses of the hoity-toity, man. This place is Awesome. I mean, it, I don't know that it's, uh, you know, I, I want to, I don't know that I want the mega mansion that uh, Tyler Perry has. It's uh, pretty incredible. Uh, it's built a, outside of Atlanta. It's a hundred million dollars. Holy cow. 2,100 acres, eight bedrooms, 12 bathrooms, 40,000 square feet. I mean, when you look at some of the pictures, uh, I mean, underground is probably just as big as what is above ground. It is amazing. Good for Tyler Perry. I mean, he talks about, I mean, he's a hard work (laughs) man. He's a hard working man. I don't know if he's ever going to spend any time at the old Tyler Perry mega mansion, but you want to talk about up on this hill overlooking uh, Georgia outside of Atlanta. I mean, it takes a while to get to the mansion once you're on the property. Uh, let alone living there. Just amazing. But he talks about, uh, you know, I, he still was working, you know, 12, 14 hour days. Yeah, that's what you do. I know. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's the man now, Tyler Perry, but a hundred million dollar mega mansion. It is incredible. It will be a, a definite sight to see when it's a hundred percent done inside and out. And then I see, which just amazes me, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. You think Amy Schumer. All right, she's kind of funny. She's done a few things. She's got a place in Manhattan that she's selling for 15 million bucks. How is Amy Schumer buying a 4,500 square foot penthouse, five bedrooms, five and a half baths in Manhattan, $15 million? She's made more money than than I'm aware of. And I'm a little pissed. <laughs> I'm just a tad, well, maybe jealous too. I mean, that's a nice, beautiful place, but she's selling it. She's had enough. She's had enough of Manhattan. 
Oh, wait, what? Yeah, I just, it's got the wraparound terrace and the views from every angle. It's just a perfect place to escape the city while still being in the city. <laughs> every bedroom has its own in-suite bathroom, so guests will have plenty of privacy when they come to visit. There's also, you know, a few amenities that come with the building. Parking spot in the garage, 24-hour doorman, storage facility, if any maintenance needs to be done in the building, an on-site superintendent is there to assist with any emergency repairs. So it's kind of beautiful. I would say uh, maybe I get more than one parking space for the joint, but you know we'll see. For $15 million, I'd like a couple of parking spaces. <laughs> that looks uh, like a beautiful place to live in. The views from her place are amazing. See the Hudson River, the George Washington Bridge. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Amy Schumer, $15 million dump in Manhattan. That yeah, kind of ticks me off. But apparently, she is a little tired of living in the city, and she's found a better place to live. And I guess they're moving to Brooklyn. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, they're moving to Brooklyn. Why would you want to live in this $15 million dump in Manhattan when you could live in Brooklyn. So I go to Brooklyn and I see what's for sale in Brooklyn. I see one place that has an open house in Brooklyn and Prospect, but it's near Prospect Park. Uh, you know, it's only, you know, $2.7 million. That's why we're moving to Brooklyn. Uh, she's tired of paying the the rent on the $15 million dump she's living in. I mean, she's the, the you know, the mortgage, I get it. So this place in Brooklyn, she may be moving into four bedrooms, five baths. So, okay. Uh, 4,838 square feet. Okay, nice. couple blocks from the park. It was built in the 50s. It uh, looks like a nice place. The only other thing is that, it's, it's, uh, you know, it was originally used as a doctor's office. So it's got uh, exam rooms. <laughs> as has, uh, you know, little dining areas and stuff. It's kind of, it's actually a beautiful place, but it's kind of weird when you look at the pictures of the house uh, as far as, you know, it was an old doctor's office. And knowing that, you you say, oh yeah, that's why that room looks like that. But it's got a wood paneled office and, uh, you know, pocket doors and two-car garage with a private driveway, which is beautiful. The backyard, and it's got a little roof garden up top it's kind of cool and the bathrooms are tiled like there's one bathroom that's just completely blue tile then completely pink tiled then completely black tiled really 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 strange but that is why her and harabi are moving to brooklyn because they can get a place like this for you know two and a half million and not have to pay the mortgage on the 15 million dollar dump in manhattan just incredible So the verdict could happen at any time. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We had the closing arguments on Friday. The defamation case is now sent to the jury. And they are deliberating what's going to happen. And it could happen at any time. I loved the uh, the statement from Depp's lawyer. Uh, described Me Too as an important movement. A movement that Mr. Depp supports. And said he was for true survivors of abuse, not Ms. Heard. 
<laughs> uh, just incredible. I mean, it could happen today. It could happen by the time you listen to this. That verdict could be out already. Now, I hope from what I heard and watched, I mean, I hope that Johnny wins this case, but you just never know, do you? I know Johnny was over it. Uh, he went to Europe and played with Jeff Beck over the weekend. So he's back to being, uh, <laughs> he's being back to Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. The trial's over. Uh, you know, I got nothing to do here on Memorial day weekend. You know what? I'm just going to fly over to Sheffield, England and hop on stage with Jeff Beck and sing a song and play a guitar or two. <laughs> Wonder where Amber was this past weekend. I don't know. And uh, let's go to the email, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Thank you for all of you that uh, email that with your uh, comments and uh, notes about the show. I got, uh, and we know also with the emails that I get from uh, hucksters trying to scam me out of money, I know that the inflation and the world is in tough times because now they've taken to just saying, well, it's, you know, $4.7 million. And one of them I received doesn't even mention any amount. It just says we got a large amount for you. Like I got this email from Barrister Oscar Smith. Attention. Hope this message reaches you sound and safe. Okay. I have been really worried over the non-reply of the information I released to your family. Please confirm to me if you received it or not. Oh, wait, what, what happened? Well, the subject uh, is uh, uh, filed under uh, number 342, $4.7 million, about the late English Brad's inheritance claim. Uh, I am attorney Oscar Smith, and I happen to be his personal legal counsel and a witness to his last deposit investment savings account before his demise. It's very important you confirm the receipt of the above subjects sent to our law firm chamber. Full name, contact address, telephone, nationality, date of birth, marital status, occupation. I need the above listed information for reconfirmation and to enable our law firm to proceed with the drafting of the Memorandum of Understanding Agreement, which both parties will sign before we proceed with the inheritance claim application. Please feel free to call and text me if you need further clarifications. Thanks for your cooperation and endeavor to treat this matter as urgent with utmost confidentiality while I await your quick and sift swift response warm regards barrister oscar smith and be sure to he gives me a phone number and a whatsapp and an email two separate emails that i need to email to so who knows i may break down and send them an email so that you know i actually might be able to get 4.7 million dollars you know after attorney's fees and after all the banking fees and after your bank account is drained you may get something. Yeah, you're going to get something. All right. And then I got an email from Ramsey Taylor. Hello, my name is Ramsey Taylor. I work as a pure cure. Uh, I can't even say that word. I work as a procurement assistant. I got your contact details in my search for a reliable and neutral company or individual to partner with in the area of investment. Man, that's me. I will say that is me. Uh, you should find a new job as a procurement assistant if that is true. I need your assistance to manage an investment fund in a profitable business in your region with good annual return on investment. I know that this mail might come to you as a surprise because we neither know each other nor have ever met, but please accept it with an open and positive mind. 
Details of the investment and funding will be furnished to you when I receive your response, which will also facilitate a face-to-face meeting with investors. Will it? And it says waiting for a quick response, and it gives me another email, a different email from the original email sent to me from Ramsey Taylor. Yours sincerely, Ramsey Taylor. So I've got an opportunity. This one doesn't even tell me how much. Just says it's going to be, uh, you know, it's a lot of money. Makes you makes you think it's a lot of money, right? It's a profitable business. <laughs> I'll email that right back. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, Ramsey, you can count on me. And then I got an email from uh, Paul who said, uh, so anyway, there I was rolling eastbound on I-24 in Kentucky at 1024 a.m. on Friday the 27th, playing catch up on the best podcast ever. Thank you, Paul. And at exactly 1024, you started to dialogue the big ass rock coming near Earth and you finished up at 1030. Coincidence? There are no coincidences, fat man. Just like there are no big asteroids coming near Earth. It was right there. What are you talking about, Paul? I'm just telling you what NASA's saying. But wait, there's more. The fake alien invasion is next. But wait, there's even more. There's this billboard on I-95 in Florida advertising divorced men only. So if I was married... I would talk my wifey into trying to employ these bottom feeders, and then when they refused, I would then go in and talk to them about a divorce. Then, of course, we would file a civil liberty case on discrimination. What you think of that plan? I think that's a great idea, and I probably shouldn't have shared it on the show because now everybody's going to do that. And you wouldn't be able to sue them if your wife went in there and they went, well, we know we say we're for men only, but today we're going to help you out. And then you've lost the whole lawsuit right there. And then your wife's going to divorce you and the whole thing's over. <laughs> Just saying. And of course, he ends it with enjoyed your programs. Keep it up. Thank you, Paul. And thank you all for listening to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.